What is going on, guys? This is Gene Jensen, and it is time for another Friday Night Live. What is up? What is up? How's everybody doing? Man, I feel like I've been running around chasing my tail all day. Ugh, getting yard work done. I hate Fridays like this. Um, anyway, been doing a lot of mowing today, a lot of weed eating. Anyway, um, welcome to Friday Night Live. Welcome everybody. We get everybody a chance to get get kick get in here and uh, and hang out a little bit. But uh, it's been a fun week. I've got a lot of fishing in. Got a had to make a mad dash to Bonafide pick up some some new kayaks this week. Uh, that's always fun. So what's up, Walton? I'm gonna see him tomorrow um we'll talk about all that here in just a minute oh goodness gracious um that's my life mowing and weed eating <laughs> it is for me too i got seven and a half acres i'm mowing yeah i didn't do all of it today because most of it's so wet you get stuck in it i uh, almost got my my quad stuck in it the other day had to put it in a four-wheel drive and gun it to get out of the field oh goodness got jake jake all muddy it was hilarious he was in the passenger seat holding on for dear life goodness let's see um cf good how you doing brother rj's videos how you doing christian what's going on man christian's the the, uh, the owner of yolo tech if you guys know those green poles that stick in the back of everybody's boats that they videotape themselves with uh him and i are good friends and i'm proud to call him my friend um brad duff how you doing bro all right, let's see. Um, we'll give it a couple, yeah, about 30 more seconds, and I'll start getting into business. But what's going on? Uh, quick hitter, Kelly, you doing all right? What's up? What's up? All right. Um, so tomorrow, and I'm going to say this again at the end of the deal, but tomorrow in uh, in here in Georgia at Lake Lanier Park, uh, Walton, uh what's the name of that park i keep calling it lake lanier park but it's something else i think it's called lanier springs park or something like that anyway um it, we're having a, a a demo day you know when everybody talks about hey i want to get a new kayak i always tell them to go try out the kayaks before you get a chance go to a demo day that kind of stuff well this is going to be a pretty big demo day i think we've got a couple of dozen maybe even more kayaks coming for people to try out uh, i'm bringing um uh, my rigged boat to show off <laughs> according to Fletch wants me to bring my boat. So that's what I call it. I call it showing off. But anyway, uh, and uh, I'm going to bring a, a, a SS-127 with a with a XI-3 on the front so you guys can go out and uh, and try the XI-3 out. And then I know everybody else is bringing their boats and and uh, and it's just going to be a good time. So um, Lanier Point Park is what it's called. Thanks, Walton. Appreciate it. So uh, that's one thing that's going on. The uh, let me pull it up. The Knucklehead series is still going on, and if you guys haven't heard of the Knucklehead series, let me uh, share my screen real quick. Um, come on, there we go. So you go to you go to Fishing Chaos, go to Trail and Club, click on KBF, and then KBF tournaments. And down here, you'll see the knucklehead tournament. Now, this is one of this is a tournament that I'm putting on, me and Chad Hoover and several other YouTubers. But it's got um, 
the rest of this month, which is only a few days, and then two more months. And the winner of each of those tournaments uh, gets to uh, be part of a fishing team with me. And it's only $15 a tournament, guys. It's not expensive. Uh, gets to be on a fishing team, and we get you guys to uh, northern Alabama. We fish Lake Gunnersville, I think. Gunnersville or Wheeler, but probably Gunnersville. Um, and a championship against all the other YouTubers' teams, and the winning team splits $10,000 amongst them. So I don't get part of that ten grand. The four team members do, so it's pretty cool. But it's only $15 a person. It's nationwide. You just go out and go fishing and have a good time. Um, and like I said, we were already done with one. We're almost done with the second one. And then, uh, we got two more tournaments after that to, to find the rest of them. So, but, uh, anyway, that's that. Now let me get back to where I was. <laughs> All right. So, um, but yeah, it's a good tournament and it's, uh, it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I know Clay Guida's got a team going, at least I've, I've heard he does. I haven't looked at the whole team thing yet. Cause it changes all the time, but, uh, but yeah, I know that. And that if you guys don't know who Clay Guida is, he's a friend of mine and Chad's, but he's also the uh, clay, the carpenter on, uh, on, uh, UFC. So if you guys don't know him, but, um, Oh goodness. Da, 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 da. Somebody, uh, let's see. Ken Jacobs. What's up, man. I haven't seen you in a while, dude. Oh uh, goodness. I need to get up to North Carolina and see the see the old family. That's for sure. All right. Um, uh, Dean Bowling, the new team shirts are fire. Yeah, these are pretty good, except for I've been I got grass in my beard, so it's all falling out all over my black shirt. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, these things are pretty cool. It's got a it's got bona fide down the sleeve and that kind of stuff. It's a pretty good shirt. But those are those are the new bona fide team shirts. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else going on. Um, I'm shooting the May Bates video this next week. Should have that one out by the by the end of the week. And then uh, I got a bunch of other stuff I've got to do. I got I got to edit a video for Sniper Marine and a couple other ones. I can't remember which ones they are anyway. So I'm just trying to get myself settled after being on the lawnmower all day. So any updates on charters? Yes, they're about to start. I'm I've been waiting. See, um, I'm going to start guiding to Lake Gunnersville a little bit, and I've been waiting for uh, my electronics to come in, and they have not come in yet. And uh, my contact with uh, with um, Lawrence and with all my you know all my other um, uh, Brunswick pro staffs she's on maternity leave right now so i'm waiting for her to get back for me to find out what's going on with Lawrence and why i haven't gotten those electronics yet i was going to rig up a, a, a guide boat and stuff like that so we'll, i'll have to adjust a little bit and get that thing rocking and rolling but yeah it's going to start really really soon uh i'm afraid i'm going to fall in love with it and and uh and that's all i'm going to, I'm going to want to do so i love to guide people i've just never done it from a kayak i'm actually thinking about giving a discount uh for the first few trips calling them the um the guinea pig discount. So Sean Oster, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, but yeah, the demo day tomorrow from Westbrook at, uh, at Lanier point park is going to be a lot of fun. I know there's going to be a bunch of people showing up. A lot of people showed a lot of interest on Facebook. Um, but plenty of, plenty of different kayaks to take out and test out and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be a blast. 
Um, Joshua Jones, what's up, man? Elizabeth Z, how you doing? Uh, she says, knuckleheads has made me ultra competitive. Not sure if that's a good or bad. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. Oh, goodness. All right. I think that's all the stuff I've got in my head. I should have written it, written stuff down. But uh, we'll do a little Q&A from here on out. Let's see. Are you only doing kayak charter trips? I would be interested in a trip from a bass boat. I'm only doing charter or a kayak charter trips. Um, for one main reason is that along the Tennessee river, you're, if you guide out of a, out of a boat and have, have, a, a passengers on your boat, you have to have a captain's license. Um, and I don't have one and I don't have time to go and take the, take the class and take the test and do all the other stuff that takes to do it. Um, and I, I just want to try doing it out of a kayak for a little, for a while. So that's the main reason just to stay legal. So. Uh, let's see. How do I feel about Crescent kayaks? I've never been in one, dude. I have not. I, I haven't heard anything bad about them. That's for sure. Some people like them. Some people don't, but I'm sure, but I haven't heard anything bad about them. So let's see. Um, Whew. Missed you last week, Gino. Yeah, man, I'm going to try to do these every Friday, but things always tend to come up. My wife plans things, um, and I feel obligated that I have to do them. And, uh, and so I have to put Friday Night Live along the, uh, off to the side uh, to, to finish, you know, get family stuff done and that kind of thing. So um, it is what it is. Any plans for an in-depth video on how to set up live scope on a kayak? Yes. Uh, that's actually part of the one I'm editing this. Uh, I've got to get edited this Monday. And, uh, and it's basically how I've set it up with the, uh, the sniper Marine pole and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. And it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool system. Uh, mine, my live scope, it's all portable. I can unplug it and take it right out of my boat. I can put it in a different kayak. I can, like I did this last week, loan it to a friend and let him try it out. That kind of stuff. We can just move it around and I can plug it up to an external battery. I can plug it up to the power in my boat, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, I think I, I matter of fact, I might add a little bit to that video before I, I finish uh, editing it. So uh, what's my thoughts on swinging swim jigs? I, um, I tried the six cents one last year or early this year in February, January, February down in Florida. I wasn't super impressed. I didn't get a whole lot of hook. I, I mean, I, I missed more fish than I felt like I should have, but, uh, I don't like, I didn't like the size of the hook on that thing. I wanted a smaller hook, a, you know, beefy hook, but not one that was like a six aught. I wanted something small, like a four aught just didn't make any sense to me. So, so I kind of put those in the, in the, yeah, I tried them a uh, pile and I haven't picked them back up yet. So, uh, I'm, I just, I'm, I'm an old school swim jig guy, I guess. Uh, motorcycles life says just upgraded my kayak to a new John boat with a Yamaha 25 horsepower. What's what a game changer. <laughs> yes, I understand. But, uh, 
I don't know. I just love fishing out of my kayak. And I've still got my Lumacraft. I've got the Pro 185 with the 115 on the back. But, uh, but yeah, I spend more time in my kayak. It's just a lot more fun for me. So, um, let's see. <laughs> JT Hickman, live during the Braves game. I can't, I don't have anything in my, in any of my, uh, my subscriptions that allows me to watch the Braves games because, because uh, the way they're, they're televised. So I don't watch any Braves games anymore. I wish I could. I watch them when they come on, on YouTube TV. But other than that, that's maybe 10 games a year. So I don't understand all that stuff. Uh, Power Pole versus Anchor Wizard, pros and cons. Power Pole has its place, and I use it a lot, especially when the fish are shallow and I'm up shallow and I've got to, and that's, I'll use a Power Pole all the time. Um, Anchor Wizard for anything deeper than six feet. Really, and and I when I before I got my XI three with this with the uh, the pinpoint GPS on it, I uh, I would drop an anchor several hundred times a day to the point where I was wearing out the anchor wizards in about six months. You got to understand though, I fished four, five, six days a week, so that would uh, you know that that amount of use can really destroy a lot of things. But anyway, so I would. Uh, I love the anchor wizard for deep water stuff and I'm an offshore angler. So I used it all the time and I've got something in my eye. Sorry guys. Um, I used it all the time. And so power pole is great for bed fishing, for Florida fishing, for fishing in the spring when they're shallow and in the fall again, when they're shallow. But for me, once they move offshore, I'm not putting the power pole back on. And I, I go to an anchor wizard if I didn't have the spot lock, that's for sure. So, and the, and the anchor wizard will go on my new, RVR 119s, my new river kayaks that uh, Bonafide just came out with, but the rivers are going to have uh, have uh, anchor wizards on them because that's what I run in the river, and I'm also probably going to put a Torquedo 403 on the back. That'll be fun. So, um, from uh, Mid Lothian, Virginia, and been a Braves fan since Richmond was there. Triple uh, A team. Oh, I remember back in the day. Yeah, uh, we have their single A team right here, Rome, the Rome Braves. And uh, my son Jordan's got a bunch of stuff autographed from Braves from years ago that are they, you know that uh, played on their team in the pros. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun doing that. I, I uh, we go to at least ten or fifteen of their games every year. Hey, Gene, I have a native Slayer twelve point five Propel, and I want to start fishing tournaments. Is a trolling motor or a torpedo a must-have piece? Not for a native slayer. Uh, Damon has a native um, uh, with a propel drive, and he fishes great in tournaments. And he, I've actually sold him an XI3 trolling motor, and he hasn't put it on yet. He will. And it is a game-changer if you're offshore and you really want to focus on fishing and you don't want to pedal, especially in the wind and that stuff, kind of stuff. I always recommend... Uh, a, a bow mounted trolling motor over a stern mounted trolling motor for, for fishing. A stern mounted trolling motor is a get you there motor. A bow mounted trolling motor is a stop and fish motor. And it can also be a get you there motor, just not as fast. Um, oh, I guess it just depends on the motor. I'm thinking tro torpedo in the back of my, in my head. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm hundred percent putting a motor on the, on my kayaks now, not only because I'm lazy, 
but I've I've proven time and time again the advantage of having it. But a pedal drive, especially the native slave, slayer, if you can pedal those type of, of kayaks, then dude, just get into tournament fishing. Worry about a motor later. Um, I can't I can't pedal my hips because of an injury I have in my hips. I can't do the egg beater style pedals. Just not not does not work with me. What would you recommend throwing at Gunnersville next week? They should be postponed mostly. Uh, there might be another wave getting ready to move up. Um, so I would switch up, start throwing a fluke or a topwater, something like a popper or a, a spook. Start switch over to a swim jig and spinner baits and look for the shad spawn is what you're looking for. Those shads st should start, start moving to hard things to, to uh, spawn on. So, um, let's see. <laughs> JT's talking about the Braves. Matt Al Matthew Allen, uh, you are the main reason I got into kayak fishing. Decided to go with the Old Town 136 uh, with autopilot and love it. Good, man. That's a good kayak. Uh, everybody that I know has it, loves it for sure. It's just slower than the XI3. And that's kind of me being, being a little, uh, biased, but it is, I'm uh, the XI3 is uh, considerably faster, but I, I can put enough weight in a, in a bona fide SS-127 to slow it down though. That's for sure. So, um, John uh, Litcher, he says, hey, Fluke, have you ever done a video on all the different swim jig heads and how to use them? Thanks for you for all you do. Not swim jig heads. I've done different jig heads, like a general, the general video of this is the types of jig, jig heads you're looking for. But no, because really, as long as it's got a pointed head and the, and the, and the line tie is horizontal, I'm not going to worry about it. The, the, the head shapes aren't going to make much of a difference to me just because of the way I fish a swim jig. And uh, I spend a lot of time running it into things and jerking it out of stuff and that kind of thing. So, but uh, I, I'm, I'm still a fan of the old school little bullet heads. That's for sure. Um, Billy Wood, what's up, man? Um, Clint Allard, working on anything we should know about. Not that you need to know about. Um, <laughs> Lisa can't let it out out of the bag yet. Uh, Yak Attack just uh, just announced that their new uh, their new um, kayak carts coming out. I've got a prototype in the barn. Uh, if you guys come out to the uh, to the Westbrook uh, demo day tomorrow, you'll see it. But um, let me think of what else. Uh, the knucklehead tournament I mentioned at the beginning, that kind of stuff. And then I'm just trying to get better and better at, at editing because it's been four years that I haven't edited videos. So uh, that and I've been having audio issues issues this last week and I, I can't quite put my, my finger on what's going on. But uh, I think it's just because I have a loose connection I've got to work on. So um, have you done have I done a video of drop shot from a kayak? No, but I don't think it's much different. Um, but yeah, I can do it. That's no big deal. Uh, I'll have to wait about a month or two for the for the fish to get out deep again. But uh, it's coming. So, um, 
Let's see. I got a question. Has anybody tried the new Gerald Swindle rods and reels? And I know this is like a sponsor plug or it sounds like one. I just want to know what everybody else's thoughts are on them. I've got four, yeah, four combos that I've been I've been using. But I just want to hear everybody else's that have has actually gotten one and tried them, how, how you like them. So um Jeffrey Nicholson. Been getting skunked from the bank these past uh, few weeks. Is it worth investing in a kayak to reach the better spots, or am I just not having good luck? Thanks. Uh, you've taught me so much. Dude, I the reason I love kayak fishing for the YouTube side and for the instructional side and that kind of stuff is a lot of the guys like you that watch my videos um, are fishing from the bank or just getting started or just working their way up. And I love promoting kayak fishing because I think it's the next option or the next step from bank fishing to getting on the water. Um, it's just a great, inexpensive way to do it. And, and so, yes, get a kayak. Just get one you can afford. Get a good paddle. Spend a little bit more money than you want to on a, on a paddle because that's your motor and a heavy paddle and a, and a crutch, cheap piece of crap paddle uh, can, can really um ruin a day if you've got a long ways to go and that kind of stuff but then a good comfortable pfd and then go out and go fishing man and and enjoy building and making the stuff that you need for your for your kayak and save as much money as you can but it's a lot of fun man step into it connor connor is a uh is a subscriber or is a member of a i don't i can't remember what they call that anyway uh, hey there, I need to get out on a real lake. Just been pond hopping on the bank of a small retention ponds and am at the point where I'm thrilled with a two pounder. <laughs> yes, sir. Yep. It's a uh, man. I love, I love the lakes I fish home here home. It's so hard to get out and go to like Gunnersville and Chickamauga and that kind of stuff when I've got great fishing 10 minutes right down the road. So, um, <laughs> Zoom Master 72, have you ever met or fished with Jeff Little? Great channel, too. Yes. <laughs> Jeff and I are good friends. Sorry, I just find it funny. Jeff's a great dude. I mean, him and I can sit down and talk forever. He's so intellectual. He, and I, I trust his opinion so much, and he knows the importance of his opinion. Just a great all-around dude. Um, I deal with him with Torquedo. I deal with him uh, for, you know, just advice on kayaking and that kind of stuff. He's a great dude. Definitely. Uh, Clint Allard, Allard. No, but Matt Allen, Tactical Bassin, has been raving over a couple of the rods. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Um... Haven't tried the Gerald Serial series. Still addicted to the Omen Black 3 and Concept A2s. I don't blame you, man. Those are great. I uh, love kayak fishing. Oops, I almost put you in timeout, Steve. My bad. Love kayak fishing. Topwater series in Michigan is awesome. That's great. Um, Clint Olive, you throwing any swim baits? I am. I'm, uh, I'm throwing... Uh, the uh, the burrito from Bullshad, I was throwing that yesterday. They're not quite 
yesterday they were the lake i was on yesterday they just finished spawning so they're in that transition funk um where the females are just belly on the bottom just resting and they had a big wave uh come up to spawn so a lot of the big females are not really in the mood next week it'll be it'll be a little bit a lot better but uh but anyway they're not quite there uh bull shad swim baits the, the burrito the um oh what's it called um chad shad i just picked up a new chad shad at the Bassmasters classic i've been throwing that a little bit just trying to get back get to the point where i have a little bit more confidence and i feel like i know what i'm doing that's the bit that's the worst thing is sitting there throwing something and like am i really working this thing right do i really need to do something different maybe i need to go sit down and pick mike buca's brain and say hey you know show me what i should be doing and what's the what's the most important and least important and everything in between so a lot of people don't know this a little tad tidbit of fluke master uh um trivia mike buca bullshad buca um he taught me how to drop shot fish he taught me how to fish a drop shot oh heck 17 years ago maybe 17 18 years ago but yeah him and i've been friends for a long time uh 13 fishing let me down with the sport z not a fan at all do i need to give them another chance with a different model um yes that that was an okay reel um at that price i I can't remember all the little issues that came with that one but uh yeah that was one of those in-betweens and they didn't didn't last very long the concept reels are always solid uh the new spinning reels that are coming out those are really good so far and i tried to to destroy one this in the last three months and i've been really happy with them and i really have not been super happy with their spinning reels over the last several years I mean, I've been using them, but I haven't been talking much about them because I haven't. There's always little quirks and stuff with them, but I think they've nailed it with these last these these uh, next two or three models that are coming out. So, yeah, give another get another shot. It doesn't hurt. Fifty degree water temps in upstate New York, uh, clear deep water lake. What should I focus on, and what should I look for on my maps? Uh, May Lake points leading up into into creeks and pockets. And then uh, flats outside of those pockets. And then uh, work your way as you're working your way back up in the creek channels and or up the creeks and into those pockets on the bank. Look for those 45 degree banks that go down into the water. Parallel the banks with a jerk bait. And, a, and I'd be throwing a jerk bait. That's really, and a, and a square bill. You can definitely throw a square bill. For 50 degrees, the bass have already moved up shallow. They're moving back towards the spawning areas. And you're trying to intercept them at the stopping points in the places they like to hang out. So I've got a couple videos about that kind of stuff. So um, let's see. Brian Cotton, that's a Cotton, that's a that's a good suggestion for uh Except it wasn't. Oh, it was a fifty dollar. <laughs> I said fifty thousand dollar lifetime sport fisher. It's a fifty dollar sport fisher. Oh goodness, that's a good suggestion. Is to go to go look at yard sales and stuff like that. And Facebook Marketplace isn't a bad place to look either. So, uh, what's the main camera you use on your kayak? Thanks. This one right here. Um, 
is that it's a um, it's a Sony ZV-1 is what it is. It's their vlogging camera, really good vlogging camera. That's my main filming camera when I'm filming myself. It's got a little setting. Let me hit a button back here. I'll show you. It's got a little setting that when I'm like showing baits and stuff, like, like my mouse, it goes straight to it, focus it on. Of course, it's hard because there's nothing really focused on. And it's got a super focus. So when I'm when I'm showing baits and things, uh, for once I don't have a bait on my on my on my. Uh, here we go, a sticker. It it's got a super fast focus. It's really good and that kind of stuff. And then the other two are the he or Hero Nines or GoPro Hero Nines is all I use. And so and then with my uh, with my audio, I use the Rode wireless uh, Go mics. I have the wireless Go Two which is really, really nice. And then uh, I have one on a chesty and I have batteries in pockets that I plug up to the GoPros. I don't run batteries in the GoPros, but I run an external battery to both of them. So uh, the drag was wonky on that, on that, um, that Z. Yep. I, I get it. I get it for sure. And that was one of the things I noticed too. So it's just odd. It wasn't. It, it it wasn't that it didn't work. It just wasn't smooth. So, what would you rig up for smallies this time of year up north? I'd be dragging a tube. Uh, I'd be going offshore looking for offshore humps and stuff and dragging a tube. Uh, and I'm thinking I always I fish Lake Erie this time of the year every single year, and that's always what we ended up doing. So. Let's see. I'd love to see a video on the burrito. I have one, but haven't had the opportunity to throw it yet. Yeah, I, I just, I got to get it into some clear water where I can see it working. I love the action on the burrito. It just is the tail. And that's really, really nice because that's pretty much what a bait fish looks like when it's swimming. It's not swimming with its whole body. It's uh, it's swimming with just the tail, but I just got to play around with that one. That's, for, that's uh, before I make videos about it. See, uh, what's your go-to quarter ounce swim bait jig head? Oh, what's that one that Gamagatsu makes? I can't remember what the name of it is. It's just a regular unpainted uh, swim bait head that has a uh, that has a good stout hook. Is what I'm looking for. I'm not so much concerned about the style of jig head i want to make sure it's got a stout hook so i can throw it on a medium heavy or throw it on a medium but set the hook real hard and it's not going to flex out so um let's see Drew Stunts. <laughs> this is funny. Drew Stunts says, what's happening, brother? I missed my camping neighbor. So it seems like every single time we had a tournament last year, him and I, um, him and I would get a campsite, just happened to get a campsite right next to each other or just down from each other. So we always, it was just so much fun. I do kind of miss it, man. Uh Let's see. What's your technique? What's your technique? You know, you're going to have 
to improve on to stay competitive, even if you aren't derby fishing anymore? Oh, man. You know what? I haven't sat down and done a self-assessment this year. I really haven't. I'm trying to think of what... What would I like to improve on this year um, technique-wise? I mean, swim baits, definitely, because that's just something I don't have a lot of confidence in. But... uh I want to I want to get better at fishing faster. Okay? So but from end of May through August, I'm dragging a jig and a worm so slow that you could literally bake bread between each cast. I mean, I'm dragging super super slow. And I really want to see if I can catch those giants doing something opposite of slow, which is super fast. What can I do to trigger bites? And trigger bites more. That might be something I really need to work on this summer. Just playing around with it. But you're going to see me sitting down in my kayak, dragging a worm and a jig all summer long, catching giants. But that just is what it is. Uh, Christian, Gene, I appreciate your friendship. Have you seen Holland Lark M1 wireless audio for GoPro or DJI? Roland Martin told me about them at the Classic. They are awesome. And only $149 been testing them for the last two weeks. I have not, Christian. Huh. The GoPro, what is the M1, Hollyland Lark, Lark M1 wireless audio. I'm going to look that up when we get off of here and take a look at it. So two transmitters and a receiver in charging case and in a charging case only. Huh. Only $149. I'll have to look at that, man definitely that's your business you know it better than anybody so hey gene when do you start burning a double willow spinner bait in clear water post spawn 63 to 68 degree water temperatures as soon as i see the shad pushed up shallow it means they're getting ready to spawn and that's what they're doing right now on my lakes uh they're just not quite there yet but they're really really close um and uh i'm throwing exactly that that and i'm throwing a popper and a walking bait and a white swim jig so uh, any tips for tuning a hard swim bait that twists when reeling in i i would get on the bullshad facebook page and ask that question to be honest with you um I don't know how to do it this has something to do with the joint and what you do with it but i'm not i've never had to do it because mike Mike Buca tests every single bait before he mails it out, and and they they already they already tweak them when they need to be tuned. So, Austin Zamore, you and Ben Milliken have been my favorite YouTubers for years now. How do you feel about his accomplishments and what he is trying to accomplish, dude? I was like jumping up and down. I was so happy for him. Now, if you guys haven't seen Ben Milliken, YouTuber one uh the uh the central open i think it was anyway it was the one on on toledo bend wire to wire he wrecked him dude he absolutely wrecked him and he's a stick i mean i always knew he was a really good fisherman uh and he just made some really tough and good decisions in his career and that kind of stuff but my gosh i was his biggest fan this this week i bet i was i watched it the whole time i was on the lives 
Only thing I haven't done is texted him and, and congratulated him. I just didn't want to be another one of those hundreds and thousands of texts that he never reads. So, uh, but yeah, dude, if he's, if he, he, anybody ends up sent, talking to him, tell him I said, congratulations. I'm that that's, that's awesome. That is just awesome. So do you have a new boat yet? I have, uh, two new, uh, river one nineteens bonafide kayaks that I just picked up day before yesterday. Um, but I still have my 2019 Illumicraft, uh, pro 185. And, uh, and still love it. I just love kayak fishing a lot more for right now, right now. Definitely. Um, Lake Norman, North Carolina here going to be raining on and off tomorrow. Water temps around 70. What are you thinking? Oh, overcast skies means I can use moving baits. I'm going to be throwing. What do I like to throw this time of the year? Spinner baits, crank baits uh and a fluke i'm gonna be jerking a fluke around the shallows at 70 degrees in north carolina i bet you just had a spawn uh finish up and there's probably some males garden fry in the shallows and stuff like that so if you're stuck in the shallow waters throw a a, a, a fluke a weightless fluke or a weightless trick worm so oops uh swisher sweet uh, do you like Seagar Smackdown? That is all I use um, I, for braided line is Smackdown. I, I, I use the Ghost Gray for anything 50, 65 pound test. And then I use the uh, the the green, the real bright green for all my spinning stuff, uh, 20 pound, 15 to 20 pound test. So is dying the tails of plastic a gimmick or a fish catcher? It is a fish catcher. Um usually i have at least a scent on there jj's magic is what i've used for years and i have have tested dipping green pumpkin the tails of green pumpkin worms in chartreuse for years and it just looks like the tail of a bluegill is what it looks like and and it makes it makes a lot of difference a lot of times especially when you got slightly stained water so um <laughs> what would you say is the difference uh, is the difference what would you say the difference is from being patient on a technique versus being versus being hard-headed hmm confidence i i really i think when I, when I become hard-headed, it's when I know something is not working, but I try to force it to work. Oops, I forgot to change, take this button off. And I try, I try to force it. And when you feel like you're forcing something and you just, in, in the back of your head, you're like, no confidence in this at all. That's when it's, that's when it's an issue. But knowing that it's going to work and being patient and letting it work or being patient and waiting for the fish to come to you and that kind of stuff, it's a whole different ball game. Remember the, the tournament I won last year on, uh, on Percy Priest, heat of the summer. I had a bite window of about 30 minutes, and I had, I had discovered this bite window the last day of practice, and it was at the end of the tournament. And in, throughout that video, I'm like, I know they're going to show up. I know they're going to show up, but it sucked because I only had one fish in the boat or I only had, had measured one fish that day. So, And then, of course, last 30 30 minutes of the of the tournament i caught all my fish and that that was that was patience just knowing that they're going to be there and uh and it it doesn't happen that way a lot so 
let's see. A lot of you guys, I'm reading all the comments now that you guys were talking about Ben Milliken. Uh, Justin Rothman, what's up with these Yamatanukis? Dude, they're the real deal. I really, I love them. Um, fish them, fish them just like you would, and in places you would throw a, a, a wacky rig. Um, you know, but you can fish them a little bit faster because you can cast a little bit. You cast them with a bait caster, you cast a little bit more accurate and that kind of stuff. It, it flips more like a jig or more like a three eight, you know, three three eighths ounce jig head, but it falls really, really slow. It's just something different, and and they really seem to like it. I mean, best thing to do is grab a pack of uh, of green pumpkin ones and go out there and, and mess around with them. So, but definitely use a four or five aught. EWG with some type of a keeper on it or glue that sucker on the, on the worm. Uh, that's been my issue is, is it bunches up on the hook set. If you don't have something to keep it up on the hook. <laughs> Holy cow. Kev caught a dang two pound crappy. Holy. That's a good fish, man. That's a good fish. Uh, have I tried out the stuff that you put on your lures that shows up in the on the fish finders better? Nope, I sure haven't. My local lakes and reservoirs are drained down so far they aren't doing any stocking this year. Best time of the year to fish, and I can't do any in the next few months. Uh, I am a pillar of salt. That sucks, man. Oh, my goodness. Adam Lowe, when selecting trailers for jigs or chatterbaits, do you like matching the lure color or contrasting it? I like matching them when I'm fishing uh, chatterbaits and, and, and swim jigs. Um, for jigs themselves... For when I'm flipping and pitching, I all almost all the time, if I'm throwing a green, a blue, black and blue jig, I'm going to put a green pumpkin trailer on it. I don't know why that's a big confidence thing, but it is for me. And then when I'm throwing a green pumpkin trailer or green, green pumpkin jig, I'll throw a black jig on it, you know, or a black trailer on it. Sorry. Um, but, uh, but yeah, dude, I, I'm always contrasting those because, because crawfish are so many different colors. And they can be two or three or four or five different colors at one time. So I'm just, I'm not really going to, you know, I'm not going to be picky about it. But a swim jig and and uh, and a chatterbait, you're, you want that to look, mostly look like a, a bait fish. So I try to match everything. So it doesn't have to be super close, but, you know, somewhat close. On jackhammers, do you prefer a craw or a shad-like trailer? I, I I almost always go with a shad-like trailer. Of course, I'm usually throwing a shad color. I like I love white. I throw white a lot. Um, I don't throw a lot of uh, I don't throw a lot of other colors besides shad colors and bluegill colors. So. Hmm. 
right. Um, Scott Adkins, what do you say about Parksville? He says, are you about ready to come up to Parksville, Lake Ocoee again anytime soon to teach me some <coughs> things on the Super Clear Lake? And uh, also, I picked up the RVR 119.2 been rigged like Jeff Little did. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I'd love to get back up to Parksville and try Try to at least catch some of those giant spotted bass that are on there. <laughs> Thanks, Christian. I appreciate you. Are you fishing the Potomac next week? Nope, I'm not. No more, no more derbies for me. Focusing on videos and trying to get this guide business off the ground. Hey, Fluke, what's a good chatterbait trailer? I, I love the Yamamoto of Zako. I throw that a lot. Um... What else do I put on it? I put on a, a Z-Man Minnows bait a lot. I'm trying to think of anything else. That's about it. That's about all. I've, that's the two main ones that I throw on there. Caught a three-quarter pound warmouth today. Wow. Uh, along with eight bass and some bluegill and crappy with dad today. That's awesome. That's awesome, Michael. I still owe you guys a fishing trip. I know. <laughs> I haven't forgotten. I actually thought about that today. Shouldn't be doing this, but for you, I'll make an exception. Don't tell anyone about uh, uh, unitoads on a buzzbait. Oops. <laughs> Horny toads on a buzzbait. <laughs> Knucklehead. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks for the five bucks. Oh, horny toads on a buzzbait. Man. Uh, dip a white horny toad in some uh, methylate JJ's magic and Watch how much fun it is to catch fish with it. Uh, what do you think happens when the fish are in mid-spawn and and a cold front hits it? And it went, and the waters went from 60s to 70s down to 40s and 50s this week. How bad will that affect the base, the bass? My guess is that the, what it'll end up doing is just stopping them as they're moving up to spawn or moving into pockets to spawn. They're going to stop, and they're going to stop on predictable spots. Points, both primary points and secondary points, and they're going to stop on transitions and hang out until the weather, weather stabilizes again. Notice I didn't say weather warms up again. It just has to stabilize for them to start moving again. It's going to be a little tougher to catch them, but you definitely look for those transitions where somewhere on the rock, on the, you know, looking along the bank, uh, rock turns to sand or sand turns to something or something just changes on the bank and they'll hang out there uh, as they're moving back to spawn. So let's see. Austin Zamora. I know you mostly use 13, but have you used a strike King hybrid hunter? Great for grass caught my PB on Gunnersville on it in March. What are your thoughts on it? I have not even picked one up. I went into the, um, went into the Strike King booth during the Classic uh, this year, but it was just to talk to Steve Parks, my buddy, that uh, the owner of uh, Rage Tail. But um, I really didn't look around. I didn't have a lot of time. I only had uh, like 15, 20 minutes between stops. So I have not played around with it. Um, Tim Goldberg, I'm a bank fisherman. Any advice on what to throw at Shad being busted? I've thrown a lot of different stuff and never have any luck when I try to catch bass busting shad. Um, the easiest thing I would think would be a, like a popper, a little shad colored, small popper. Get one in clear if you can find it. The less the bass can see, the better. And then it, it, you take that, 
that clear popper and on the front hook, change that front hook out to a red one and watch what happens. It You don't have to change it to a red one. It will still work, but I found that a red one just gives them a better target at a clear bait. Um, Josh Kirby, new bass fisher here from Texas. Uh, love your show, man. I'm already learning a ton from your videos. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching them. That's why they're there, dude. I really, really love, love introducing people to fishing through my videos. So that's it. Somebody obviously doesn't know that I do lives on Friday night. Uh, most, some of the times, <laughs> but uh, let's see. Paddle tail, craw tailor on trailer on a swim jig. Ooh. Um, either or, but I mostly put a twin tail or twin trailer or on it. Something like a, a rage menace. that has got basically claws from, you know, that kind of stuff. I love a menace. If I want a single tail, I'll actually turn the men menace 90 degrees and break one of the tails off. And it gives me a single kicking tail when I want to keep it really small. Um, other than that, I'll throw a paddle tail on there. And so, but yeah, mostly, mostly just I use menaces on on a on a swim jig a lot. So Clint Allard, he says we do appreciate Friday Night Lives. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Really, I do. I just need to make it to where my wife understands that Fridays are Friday Night Lives, and uh, and you know, family stuff can wait most of the time. Uh, there are times where just, I can't avoid it, and I just have to say, okay, no Friday Night Live. But uh, I've been saying yes. I've been saying no Friday Night Live too much lately. So I owe it to you guys to jump in here and do this as much as I possibly can. And plus, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It really does. Um, Roustrap, have you messed around with the Berkeley Gilly at all? I haven't gotten any, but they look like a perfect pitch flipping bait for clear water slight, uh, sight fishing. I have played with one i have never fished with one but i really like them i love their action in the water um it's just a matter of uh, as a matter of fact um uh edwin evers posted a short just in the last couple of days showing how he made a rig for it that really works good uh looks like it's going to work great and i'm going to try that out it allows you to hook it sideways and still be able to fish the the bait up and down so yeah, that it, it looks like a fun bait. They've had it for a couple of years, just nobody really paid much attention. So, yes, Michael Moon, I know. Clint Allard, he says, get, gets me even more jacked for Saturday morning, but uh, we, we do know happy wife, happy life. Yep, that's for sure. That's for sure. Y'all don't forget tomorrow, and I'm not ending the, the live. I just want to mention it before, so I don't forget. Tomorrow uh, at a Lanier Point Park in, on Lake Lanier um, in Georgia, we're having a huge demo day. It's my first one in several years. Uh, I'm going to bring my kayaks. Uh, I know we're, I don't know how many kayaks, 20, 25, 30 different kayaks out there for people to test out. And that's what demo days are all about, is about testing kayaks. And so if you guys are in the market for a kayak or want to try some of the new kayaks that are out on the market, they'll be there um and uh, you guys can come show up and just hang out dude come talk fishing with me i'm gonna try not to get in the water but i've I probably knowing me with demo and kayaks i love to help people figure out what they like and what they don't like so for sure 
pumpkin lizard hood for uh, good for this time of the year. Yes. Uh, yes, definitely. I, I, I'm not going to tell you what color I've been fishing, but a lizard in natural colors is outstanding this time of the year. Definitely. Uh, starting out, what's a good versatile $150, $200 swim bait rod? Appreciate you, dude. A good versatile swim bait rod. It depends on the the weight of the swim bait, but uh, the um, I'm gonna look it up while I'm talking to you. I have a a couple of swim bait rods. Of course, because I'm sponsored by 13, I they're 13 rods, but I really have been impressed with them. Um, and hold on, I don't know why I just zoomed out like that. Okay. Let me see if I can find them real quick. Uh, the Defy. It's a Defy. Let's look if it's. Let's see. It's right here. Yep. The Defy Black Gen 2. And let me share my, my screen with you real quick. So the Defy Black. And they when they gave me the my first swim bait rod from Defy, I'm like, there is no way that you can make a... Um, a swim bait rod and set, uh, that's any good that's only a hundred bucks and at the time they were only eighty dollars of course inflation since then uh this is actually a different blank and a different design than the ones they originally gave me but i would get this one right here the db2c8h or the eight foot heavy fast action um rod it's rated for four to eight ounces so that gets you most of your swim baits and that's only a hundred bucks, dude. And it's, it's really a good rod. If that's, you know, until you get into the really, um, into, you know, pumping a lot of money into it, I wouldn't worry too much about getting an expensive rod, but it's a really good one for only a hundred bucks. So Clint Allard says, where's that demo day? It's at Lanier point park on Lake Lanier. So, uh, we're going to be at the pavilion. I know a couple of guys are going to get there real early to try to reserve the pavilion for us because it's first come, first serve. So, um, Matthew, I'm not going to try to pronounce your Wadziger. Wadziger? Anyway, I hope I didn't kill your name. I probably did. Uh, live here in Illinois where we have, where we've been having a lot of severe, severe weather. And warm to cold temps, dealing with flooding now. Should I give up on the river until it, it goes down and just focus on lakes right now? Yes. Mainly for safety. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the fish are going to be freaking going nuts trying to hide from the current. So your best bet is to uh, is to go find, get into some lakes and mess around in the shallows of the lakes. So. I keep losing baits on 10 pound braid with a polymer knot, palomar knot on my bait casting rods, sending them a hundred feet. What am I doing wrong? Thanks, Gene. Hmm. The only thing I can think of is that I see, I'd, I'd have to sit there and watch and watch you do it. But braid when you get a backlash that's a lot of of shock on that braid and i've broken as much as 65 pound braid on a backlash when it when it pops and it'll break um but then 
I I usually don't like to fish anything less than 15 pound line braided line. Uh, it's just super super thin, and uh, you can get little mark little scratches and cuts in it, and weakens it and stuff like that. I have used some that was so fine. I think uh, what is I um, Mark Zona was filming a, a TV show at the place I used to guide, and I was guy basically guiding him. I was running the camera boat, and he brought some power pole power pro that was like four pound test, and you could barely see the stuff. It was like I don't know. It just, you, th you made a cast and it floated up. It was so light. Uh, I, but, and, and it broke, it broke because it was four pound test, but I'd bump, I'd bump it up to 15 or 20 pound braid, um, and still use a palom or not. Uh, I haven't found anything better than that. So. See, I was using strike King rage crawl on a spinner when I got my 22 inch black, but that's awesome, man. Gosh, mighty. I need a 22 incher because Jason Starley has me up by a quarter of an inch in this, this month's tournament. <coughs> I'm doing because I signed up for one. I'm kind of fun fishing. I've only fished it for like two days, but as the KBF challenge tournament, I have 106 inches. He has 106 and a quarter. So, um, Chris McFarland, what rod reel setup works for redfish and speckled trout? I was thinking of getting a medium heavy catfish rod with a 4,000 series spin reel going to fish near St. George Island next month. I don't know if I'd use a catfish rod. I'd get a long medium heavy spinning rod. Um, just in my experience, catfish rods have always been just too cumbersome and 4,000 series reel. I use most 3,000 for redfish and trout. Uh, just easier to handle and that kind of stuff. So 4,000 just is too big for me. Um, let's see. Yep, Clint Allard answered it. It says seven foot six, medium, yep, medium heavy. That's exactly what I would be throwing. Yep, an inshore rod. Um, oh, no. JB, I'm going to go ahead and apologize. Lake Hartwell and me do not get along very well. <laughs> I, judging by the time of the year and that kind of stuff, I'd be I'd be throwing um, I'd be throwing reaction bait shallow. But gosh Almighty, me and Hartwell suck. I just I mm, it's a mental block or something. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to throw something out there when that lake always beats me to death. So. Um, let's see, Stefan, what's going on, man? Oh man, I miss you. It says just getting on here. Have you talked about G-Man's new reel at all? Yes, I have. Uh, sorry, I didn't see you at the classic, by the way. You were there? <laughs> Dude, I was going so many different directions. It wasn't even funny. And the, and the two booths that I had to be at, luckily I had a half hour window between the two uh, the two times, but it was on the totally opposite ends of the whole world. I had to go to different buildings and climb upstairs and elevators and all kinds of stuff to get to it, get between them in that crowd. So yeah, it was, it was a mess. We wouldn't have had time to talk anyway. Um, 
What's the knot you tie on a skirted jig? I fish this technique weekly and skip a jig under docks. I occasionally have a knot uh, farlay. Uh, I mostly use 20 to 22 pound test fluorocarbon and I almost, well, I always throw away an improve or tie an improved clinch knot. Just, it's what I learned when I was a kid. It's the, the knot I know the best. I just make sure that when I cinch it down, I do it real carefully and I basically push it down with my finger as I'm pulling it tight. So, uh, do you think, think the new rods break? Do you think new rods break in? I've never noticed. I, I don't think so. There's the sucker. What's up, Jason? He says it's been a slow month. So uh, me and him and I on the, on the KBF challenge series tournaments on, in Georgia, We've been bouncing back and forth, back and forth between firsts. I've literally only fished well four days. Yesterday just sucked. I couldn't I couldn't buy a bite, but they were in that post spawn funk. And if they don't get out of that funk next week, he's going to end up beating me. But uh, Jason's awesome, man. He fishes Lake Sinclair, which when when I was growing up, it was known as a trash lake. But he fishes it at night and catches giants now, and it's been fun to watch watch that lake shine uh through his pictures so um uh, zoom master scott butcher actually works for crescent kayaks right now uh i think he's in charge of uh, I think he's like not customer relation, but he's relationship. He, he's on the phone with the dealers a lot. So he's in, in charge of making sure dealers have what they need and that, and that, kind, of, that kind of stuff. So that's what he's doing in the kayak world. Um, let's see. Did the knuckleheads tournament start? Yes. Yes, they have. I'm actually finishing up the second month. So there's two more months in my series and then Chad's got two more months. And then there's a bunch of other YouTubers that have jumped in that still got, that still have three or four months to, to fish in their tournaments. So yeah, they, they've started, just go to fishing chaos and, and, uh, and join them. Uh, and yeah, yeah, it's only 15 bucks guys. So it's not like it's an expensive tournament and, and, and it's just a lot of fun for sure. Um, Jason, actually Jason won last month's um, tournament last month's uh, knuckleheads tournament. So, um, huh? Austin Zamora is 13 planning on bringing out a chatterbait since they bought out the swindle rod. Oh, brought out the swindle rod. I have not heard. I have not heard. Um, my favorite jig rod um, I really like the fate black, the, the one I've been using the last few days and just whacking them. The ones I've been catching all the big fish against Jason, um, is, uh, is a, just a fate black. It's like an 80, $85 rod, uh, seven foot three medium heavy. And I use a light wire jig, so I don't need a heavy power rod. Um, and so, yeah, it's, that's my favorite jig rod. It's been really good to me. I love that thing. Um, what weather conditions when you arrive at Lake, do you know it's going to be pitching flipping versus starting with the moving baits? Uh, slick calm 
when there's not going to be hardly any wind or light variable winds, I'm going to be, I'm going to be dragging a jig. I'm going to go offshore. I'm going to look for brush piles and stuff on my fish finder. And I'm going to be flipping a jig into brush piles. Oh, but the first part of the morning, if I'm there early before the sun gets on the water, I'm going to be throwing moving baits until the sun hits the water. So, Oh my goodness. Tom Gilbert, any recommendations on biodegradable, biodegradable soft plastics? Is there really a true biodegradable soft plastic? I know there's one, but it has horrible action. And I know of a couple of bait makers that I've talked to, and I'm not privy to say who it is, but they really have been working hard tr and spending a lot of money trying to figure out how to make a good biodegradable soft plastic for sure. I'm, and with that said, I'm one of those that preaches, make sure that you keep and throw your plastics away. Don't throw them back in the water. I have a spot on my kayak that they go. And then when I get out, they go in a trash bag and I take them, take them with me. So don't throw them back in the water. <coughs> What's the best bed fishing bait? That's so when I bed fish, I usually have every rod that I can fit on my boat tied with different things. And I keep throwing things at them until they bite. And uh, typically I'll start with a big worm or not a big worm, a big lizard, a big magnum lizard. And that's meant just to piss them off. It's nine times out of 10, you're not going to hook them with it because they don't get the hook in their mouth. And then once they get pissed off, I go to smaller baits like a jig or a, I did a Yama Tanuki this year, worked really good, that kind of stuff. Something that the, the hook takes up most of the bait. That way, when they grab it, you got the hook in their mouth. So, um, Yeah, Jason said you can also sign up for more than one team for the knucklehead. Yep, he's fishing several different teams, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see. How do you catch fish on bed when it's cloudy and can't see the fish? I have a separate set of sunglasses that are yellow lensed polarized sunglasses. Um, and I'm really not, it, whether it's sunny or cloudy, the way I sight fish, I'm not looking for the fish. I'm not looking for the shape of the fish. I'm looking for a specific color that's coming through the water, coming out of the water. So I'm looking for, and the more you do it, the more you'll, you'll be able to say, oh, wait a minute. That color is the color of a bass, not the color of the grass and not the color of the ground and that kind of stuff. And it, you'll know what that color is and you'll be able to say, that's a bass. And it may just be a little bit of stuff coming through the ripples. I, and when I caught my big one, Jason, be lucky. This one, I, I wasn't fishing the tournament. I was actually filming and I left all my tournament stuff in the truck. I caught a nine pound, 12 ounce bass early this, it, this month. And it was blowing wind onto this point where this fish was spawning and she was a little deep. And all I saw was that color. And I flipped in there and flipped in there and flipped in there. And then on the third or the fifth cast, somewhere between the first and the fifth cast with that Yama Tanuki, she bit and I set the hook. But I would not have seen her had I been looking for a whole shape of the fish. I was just looking for that specific color in all of the mess. And she was... Uh, up, up against two logs and that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> Z Man are biodegradable if you leave them in a hot car. Come on, Derp. 
Uh, have I ever done any cobia fishing? No, I have not. Uh, let's see. All right. Last question. Um, Josh says, fished a private farm pond today and got bit over and over on a Texas rig worms and drop shots. Couldn't connect with a shaky head. Any uh, any idea what what late what I be, what I've been missing uh, over and over with the Texas rig worms and drop shots couldn't connect. They do they're spawning. <laughs> that guarantee you had spawning fish, even if you couldn't see them. They'll pick them up by the tail and move them off, and you set the hook and there's nothing on there, and they just pick them up and drop them, pick them up and drop them. Do what I kind of just mentioned is when uh, when you find that happening, grab two baits or grab a smaller bait that takes up the whole hook. And so like like a, a tube or something that's just a smaller bait and you'll catch them. That's exactly what was happening. I guarantee it. So 17 foot aluminum bass boat too small for Gunnersville. Thanks for the five bucks, TJ. This will be my last start, my last one. Uh only if only if there's a north or south wind over 10 miles an hour um that's running down the lake or up the lake. That can really be dangerous. That way, and then you just get go find a boat ramp that's up a creek and you put in at that boat ramp, which is what we do with kayaks too. So um, that's the only thing. Don't go running balls out with a 17 foot aluminum boat. Uh, when there's, when you see white caps on, on Gunnersville, I have destroyed a night, a 19 foot aluminum boat on Gunnersville. I broke it, uh, put a crack right down the keel. And so, yeah, you don't want to be doing, doing crazy stuff on Gunnersville. That's for sure. So well, glad guys, I'm glad you guys joined me. Uh, be sure to check out knucklehead tournament. And like I said, if you're in Georgia area, uh, come by the, the demo day tomorrow at uh, it's from 12 to 5, 12 noon to 5 at uh, Lake Point Park or at Lanier Point Park in on Lake Lanier. So, thanks for joining me. Like I always say, be sure to introduce somebody to fishing, introduce them to my channel, let me help you teach them how to fish. More importantly, get out of the water, go ahead and catch some fish, and have a great day. We'll see you.